Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. It's time for the Montana Football Hour. It is presented by Lithia Ford of Missoula. Uh, Coulter, we got a bunch of sound for people. We're going to spend a fair amount of time, uh, well, on all of it, but we will get to the the sound from Jeff Choate and a couple of the players after their outstanding performance in each of the next couple of segments. We will hear from Bobby Houck in this segment, uh, but let's start with just the two teams and the wins and what that means. I mean, Montana, uh, you know, the, the win and the loss, what that means. Montana losing to Weber State 17 to 10, five interceptions by Dalton Sneed, six sacks of Dalton Sneed, and of course the punt block, which was really the 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 difference at least from a scoring standpoint in this football game because both of these defenses were absolutely lights out uh and yet they come up short in a game that is cold and it's wet and it's ugly and all of that and meanwhile Montana State was I mean they they just continue to be as good as they could be I mean they they are getting after everybody they're doing it exactly the way Jeff Choate wants it to be done playing defense and running the football and they just ran the ball right down the throat of one of the top running defenses in the country Isaiah Fonse went for 196 himself in this football game uh and that it was it was impressive to watch the Cats go to work on Friday night. Uh, and to have a home game, I think, was big for them. I mean, that crowd was big time uh, for uh, Montana State and Bozeman. And now they get a shot at North Dakota State, who, by the way, was functional but not particularly impressive, all things considered. A 9-3 win over Illinois State in their quarterfinal. Now, Illinois State... They're a good football team. They got a really good defensive, defensive front, and again, an absolutely outstanding running back. So that game was, you know, always going to be low scoring. But the fact, I mean, you nine three, you go, whoa, really? Okay, so where are we at? So we can get into that that stuff, and we'll look down the road, obviously, throughout the week. But when you're coming out of these games, Colton, you were in Bozeman on Friday night, and then you know, watching the Montana game, it was interesting the way these two games went and what that then means about these two seasons and how kind of differently they're going to be viewed. Yeah, I mean, I had to chuckle there when you were talking about both defenses for the, in the Montana Weaver State game being outstanding, and then you look at the Bobcat defense, and it's actually striking to see the way that the identity of the league has changed so rapidly because you really did have three Big Sky teams in the final eight of the FCS playoffs all that got there by and large by defense. And obviously Montana scores a ton of points, no yeah, doubt. They have, but, yeah. but the way that they paired that 
relentless defensive style with the explosive offense. I think it was a really good overall coaching job. And then the other two schools, obviously, Weber State, Montana State, so predicated on defense. But first, we'll start with the Cats instead of the ones that are moving on. There's no other way to splice it than it is so impressive to take a job and take over for the guy who's the winningest coach in school history when Jeff Cho took over for Rob Ash. And to preach this vision, to have to have the gumption to bottom it out. I mean, people forget. Like, Montana State was 4-7 and seven in Jeff Choate's first year. That was their first, I guess that was their second, because Rob Ash had their first losing season in 14 years that led to him getting fired. But that 2015 team was dysfunctional and really bad on defense. But they had insane talent. I mean, they had the best quarterback in the country. Dakota Prigard was a first-team All-American. They led the country in scoring offense and went 5-6. and six. So it's not like the talent wasn't there. They just had some dysfunction. Yeah. But to then to come in and take the job and say, we're going to beat the sky, own the state. We're going to win big by year four. Lose big, lose small, win small, win big. And then to proclaim after you lose to North Dakota State, never again. And now to have it all come to fruition and you're in the final four and you get to go play the juggernaut again. What a story. I mean, it's one of the great stories in college football, the accomplishment of Jeff Choate. And to not only, he has made it so that all of the absolutely crazy, glaring mistakes and bad things that have happened in their program, you almost forget about it. Mm -hmm. He brought in two drop-down corners from the University of Washington who both had very checkered pass, who both got in trouble for selling drugs within a year year of living there. He has gone through... Multiple offensive coordinators, multiple quarterbacks, coaches. He he steals Ty Gregorak from the Grizzlies in perhaps the most shocking and headline-making hire this state has seen other than the scandal at the University of Montana and then forces him out after three years and is sitting here at the last laugh because Kane owns defense is as good as Montana State has ever had. And so I think that's an amazing thing to have it all come to fruition. And now you don't have to predict or say this could be a historic season for Montana State. This is absolutely a historic season for Montana State. No doubt. I mean, Jess Choate was in high school the last time Montana State was in the semifinals. None of these kids and half the coaches weren't even born last time Montana State was in the FCS Final Four. On the Grizz side of things, I think that it comes down to analyzing it from two different perspectives. This specific program, the here and now, the program that Bobby Houck inherited, that he has now made his, if you analyze it from that specific perspective, Montana made great strides. It looks really good. And they yeah. exceeded expectations. Yep. When you compare it to Coach Houck's first tenure, or you compare it to just broadly the massive shadow that is University of Montana football, the tradition, the advantages, the legacy, all that stuff. The vi- uh, the quarterfinals is not good enough. Well, And uh, I, I don't think you could say that to these guys. I think these seniors deserve a ton of credit because they got it back on the right track. And 10 wins is more than you or I predicted this Montana team no to have it coming into this year. But at the end of the day, when you do have multiple of the best players in the country and you are Montana... Anything less than a Final Four is a disappointment, period. And the last point I'll make before we get into this sound is we talked after the Cat Grizz game, as well as after last week's playoff games, people always ask us who we root for. And we say we root for the good stories. We want the kids to succeed. No one wants to see kids play terribly. Fail and lose. And it was so fun watching multiple players play their best game in that Cat Grizz game. Some of those Bobcat guys, I mean, to ride off in the sunset like that, to stamp it like they did, that's a cool story. That's an impressive thing. It's good for the state of Montana. But then on the opposite side of this, man, I was sick for Dalton Sneed on Saturday or yeah. Friday night. I mean, it, it is so hard to watch a dude. And it's like I told Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, we were kind of texting when he was on the bus on the way back. And I said, you want to know the best compliment I could give Dalton Sneed? He's the only player I know that could actually throw five picks in that game because he's the only one that would keep competing. That would just keep loading keep it up. Loading yep. it up. Keep yep. throwing into tight windows. And what does Travis DeCure, Montana men's basketball coach, always say? Your greatest strength is your greatest weakness. Dalton Sneed is the most explosive player in FCS football. And sometimes that means 460 yards passing and five touchdowns, and sometimes that means five picks. And it mm-hmm. just happened to be that he threw five picks in the playoffs, and you're just sick for the kid. But I got to say, there's been so much vitriol on Twitter towards this guy. Just stop. Knock That's, it off. It's crazy. The kid is, the, he's 
he is one of the great competitors we've ever covered. He's awesome. So it's not as if he was trying to throw the game. He was trying his absolute hardest, and I felt so bad for him on Friday night. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't help but do that. And I also think, too, a little bit gets is going to get lost because, you know, he, he made some throws, of course, that he'd like to have back. And he, he made some some poor decisions. And we'll, also, we'll, we'll get into that, some of that scheme, too, because there was a lot of coaching that was involved in this as well. There was a lot, exactly. I mean, there was a lot more going on than just missing your target or, you know, not making the right read. I mean, they, the, the, the Jay Hill uh, when Weber State defense got going. And by the way, he was sacked six times in this game. I mean, Coulter, uh, I don't want to – if you're going to tell me that Montana was going to give up a special team score in the form of a punt block touchdown, have five interceptions, not get a turnover of their own, be minus five in the turnover ratio, and give up six sacks. I would have told and you rush for seventeen yards. I would have told you this is a forty point loss, oh, at least. You know, I, well, they, they, it, it was a complete no show boat race, and because of the outstanding play of the defense, the conditions also dick. Look, I mean, this was never going to be a high scoring game with those two defenses in that weather on a Friday night. Like that's just the reality of it. But nonetheless. I mean, they got. <laughs> you look at the at all of the telling stats that aren't the score, and they go. I mean, they go against Montana almost across the board. I mean, the, the Weaver State offensive stats are also horrendous as stats, unless you look at them as positive defensive stats. I mean, 113 total yards, I think, and eight first downs in a football eight game. Eight first downs, crazy. So, you, if you told me that, I would say, well, Weaver State got dominated. What do I always say? So many things. Jay Hill does not care if he beats you ten to three. No, yeah, he, that's right. he's you licking his lips that. at ten to three. Yep. Jay Hill cares less about reaching three hundred yards of total offense sure. or, than any coach in, in uh, definitely in the Big Sky, but probably in the country. Uh, we're going to hear from 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 Jeff Choate and players uh, from an, an outstanding win for Montana State in the next couple of breaks. We're going to start with Bobby Houck post game. I'll apologize in advance. The sound was a little overmodulated coming out of the source. Uh, and so our, our appreciation, by the way, and thanks to Sean Rain for getting this over to us just so we could have it at all. So that's great. But here you can, you, but it's, you know, it's, you, you'll get it and, and, and it makes sense. And I think it's worth hearing from Bobby Houck himself on this. Oh, it's also just worth noting and again, thanks to Sean, but it, these late night games are so hard from a media perspective. Unbelievable. Man. Yeah. Just, just getting it all hooked up, especially when you're at places that don't really have it. So appreciate Sean. And I think this is actually maybe more on the. Yeah, getting on the source, not on the... Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. It's what it is. Here's Bobby Houck, the opening comments uh, after the game. All right. Uh, first, congrats to Weber on a, a good, hard-fought win in a, in a tough game and tough conditions. Um, you know, Jay, Jay and his coaching staff did a really nice job, and uh, congrats to them. And their kids came out and played hard, and, and uh, they're to be congratulated on, on moving on in this thing, uh, I think, for the first time in school history. So, uh, you know, good for them. Nice job. Uh, unfortunately, bad for us. Um, we uh, we made uh, you know the conditions were not uh, real productive, uh, especially when when you you kind of need to throw it to um, move the ball and score enough, and and we did not uh, handle it well enough, and uh, so that's kind of the story of the game a little bit. The turnovers and the, obviously the block punt is uh, a bad call by our special teams coach, who is me. Uh, I didn't get us in the right protection there, and we gave up a. A touchdown back in our own end. So uh, I'm proud of our kids. Um, I'm proud of Dalton Snead. He's a warrior and uh, a, a great football player, and he did not have a, a great night. Uh, it was tough on him, and uh, you know, part of that was the guys on defense doing a good job against him. But uh, on the other side of that coin, our, our, our defense tonight was special. They were spectacular. I believe we have the best defense in the conference, and they showed it tonight. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup. 
for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. There you go. There's Bobby Hawks opening comments after after the win, covering a lot of things. I just quickly want to play for you. I mean, the the individual biggest play in this game was without question a block punt that went for a touchdown for Weber State. Okay, both defenses playing the other team to a stalemate. Then you give up the score in the special teams. Bobby Hawk was asked what he saw, you know, in the block punt or what exactly happened. His answer was, uh, well, short. Well, we uh, we let a guy release fast, uh, and the guy that he would normally be responsible for uh, came, and we didn't get it off in time. So here's what happened on the play, okay? The edge rusher for Weber State was not missed. He was left not blocked as a design of this particular punt and the, the quote-unquote protection, et cetera, how they set it up. The punt is designed... To, to be one that gets off as quickly as it can. It can't have a long walk-up from Adam Wilson, who I think if he had it to do over again, you know, would take one step and bang it rather than doing his, his normal walk-up. So that was, I think, a problem. But also, it's there wasn't a kid who blew his assignment on that play. This was, you know, that, that was the call to get an additional defender down the field to cover the punt, you know, to to ensure that you make a tackle and you get as much field position as you can, uh, thinking that they'd be able to get it off. And obviously, if he had it to do over again, Bobby Houck would call a different punt protection, a punt, uh, you know, uh, call in that spot. And congratulations to Weber State because they were able to, to make the play and to have that guy come free and get a hand on it and, and score the touchdown. So that's, you know, that's that's a major play in the game, and, and the game swung on that in terms of the final score. Um, all that said, Montana had their chances. Montana couldn't run the football, Coulter. The, 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 something that people, I think, will recognize but maybe not appreciate just how big a deal this was. Again, both defenses were great. The the front, the defensive front for Weber, in particular their defensive line, completely overwhelmed the Grizzly offensive line. 17 rush yards on uh, uh, 27 attempts. And again... More like 21 attempts. That's... that's that's because sacks are included. Felicious numbers. But 59 net gained yards. How's that? Uh, and then you have the sack yardage that takes stuff away on that. Uh, and so that's that's... Again, the, the stats are what they are. Anyway, not good all the way around. And that's why also, I mean, the other reason that you can throw five interceptions in this game is because you're throwing it 48 times because you have to. I mean, you... The, the, I disagree. You don't have to. You don't. You just run the ball and punt it every time. Yes, because it's a 10-10 game. It's a 10-3 game. That's the game Weaver wants to play. You don't necessarily want to play in their hands, but you can't give yourself that many opportunities to make mistakes, especially when they. you can obviously tell that the defensive scheme, especially the coverages they were running, were completely mixing up Dalton Sneed. Uh, look, here's what I saw schematically. Weaver State, first of all, Adam Rodriguez was an overlooked guy this year. He was first team all league a year ago. He hurt his ankle really bad and had to miss the Idaho game and part of the whatever game they played right after that. Yeah. That was the week that George Tarlis came off the bench in his very first career start and won one big guy defensive player of the week. Yeah. Just yeah. showing you how good they are. <laughs> right. Rodriguez, Jonah Williams, and Tarlis all ended up on the all-league teams. Three defensive ends. Tarlis does not start, and he was third-team all-league defensive end. He's got 10 sacks coming off the bench. That's how deep they are at D-end. But Rodriguez looked healthy for the first time since I've watched. Since he did not look healthy in Missoula, the first time around with these two teams played, he looked healthy. There was no answer. Four sacks They they isolated him. They just moved him around. Wherever Dylan Cook or Colton Kynes was in the game, that's where George, uh, that's where um, Adam Rodriguez was. Yeah. So first of all, if you run the ball at least a little bit, the, the guy can't really he can't pin his ears back. Well, he knows it's going to be a throw every time. It's like he's just pinning his ears back and teeing off, and that guy's going to kill you. But then the, well, they were moving him around. So then 
Tarless or Jonah Williams, mostly Tarless, though. They were playing a ton of cover, too. Montana runs so much of this RPO where Samari Toure runs the quick hitch, and you have to respect it because then if he gets you on the hitch and go or he just goes, he's going to go right by you, and he breaks people off so much because he's got so much speed. Well, when you're playing a cover, too, the corner is now underneath. So now Dalton Sneed's his passing lane, he is so good from throwing from the right hash to the left side of the field, yeah. the left hash to the right side of the field. Now, all of a sudden, there's a guy in his peripherals who doesn't really know. And because of that, then you don't look at the safety over the top. They were also screwing with him pre-snap with their safeties. whole bunch of bogus coverage. But every single time, then, they were the safety was then coming down. And so... One of the throws, I think you could tell it it slipped. One of the throws, he just overthrew his, his it. His second, his second interception was nothing more than the ball was, was wet. wet and it came out high. That's yeah, it. Totally. Yep. And, 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 and it was he was the right read, and the guy was open. It just came out. His, for whatever snap they were giving him pre-snap, whatever look they were giving him pre-snap. Yep. Excuse me, was then taking Dalton Sneed to his check down initially, but then they must have been doing something else because they used the check down to bait him because then. I guess what I'm getting at here is this was not a kid that was nervous. This was not a kid that was poorly prepared. This was a trap. Weber yes. State ran a straight-up voodoo say You don't want to call it voodoo. They were doing stuff pre-snap that they'd probably never shown on film. And to put that together in a week during the postseason is so impressive. Yeah. And my number one takeaway coming out of this game is that my opinion still remains. Jay Hill is the best coach in the Big Sky Conference. And he's the, and after this game, though, he's also the best defensive coordinator because they had... Uh, a guy who, when healthy, and he looked great against Southeastern Louisiana, Dalton Sneed did, is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Mm-hmm. And they had him all sorts of crossed up. But I guess what I'm saying is there's a lot of times when kids throw a ton of picks where they're nervous or you know they're feeling the pressure. This was a product of two things. Montana did not protect Dalton Sneed because they could not. I was so shocked when they were moving Adam Rodriguez around. They did not put somebody in the game to help pass protect, an extra blocker. Put Levi Janicaro in there. Let's see what he can do. Use your fullback. You have fullbacks on the roster. But then also, it was just a matter of Weaver State executing a scheme that Montana was not prepared for and tricking Dalton Sneed. Like, when he throws deep and that safety comes coming out of nowhere onto the screen and gets the pick three different times, and that Eddie Heckard kid almost had another one, too, that's straight up just the quarterback didn't know the coverage. He, he he couldn't tell what the coverage was. Yeah, and you know, the the other thing, too, is that this comes directly out of the fact that these two teams played less than a month prior to this game. And You want to know what the coverage scheme was that they used? I just thought of this. Let's hear it. Montana State's. Hmm. They said they got a blueprint, and this is what we're going to do. This I mean, there wasn't nearly the, the, the turnovers, obviously, but there was the getting after the quarterback. Of course, there was a lot in that game that was more than just the scheme of it, but... It it is it is what it is, and it really overshadows again what was an outstanding performance by the Grizzly defense. I mean, not I mean they they uh, allowed. Uh, let's see, do, do I have this right? Forty three uh, rushing yards net and seventy passing yards. That's right. And one one score with five turnovers. That's unheard of, man. And, and, actually, and that wasn't touchdown. even on a turnover. I think it was, I mean, they drove the ball like 72 yards. One good drive that Weber State had, and they finished it off and capitalized. That was right, out, that that was one right out of halftime. Yep, right. And right Josh out of the, Davis right out of that 11-yard uh, little screen pass. But, it, but it was like a 72-yard drive. It took like almost four minutes, and they got it done. And whatever came out of that at the half, you know, give, give uh, you know, can't bear uh, credit as well because once – they saw the the wrinkle or whatever it was that Weber State put in coming out of the half. They they stuffed it up, but that you would have you know five turnovers minus five and only give up one offensive score, not even field goal. It, I mean, I guess the one field goal, but it's crazy. It's crazy that they that uh, how well they played, and it's just overshadowed because Weber State played played better. I mean, in terms of the. The functionality and the numeric side of this thing, when you talk about turnovers, I mean that's the one thing you want. To, if you know the defense was not able to do was to create a turnover for Montana and maybe get one of those moments. Because I thought when I watched this game and I saw both defenses playing the way that they were playing, I said I think this is Montana's game because Montana has it's. I mean they have the better offense, period. But they couldn't. They couldn't solve the riddle of what was going on defensively. And again, that's part of it. And also, Dalton did have a bad day. Like, it wasn't just that it was, you know, the defense had it flustered. He he was, you know, they, they, they played a great scheme against him. And they deserve a ton of credit. And Dalton did not play a good football game. And that's, 
that's part of it. Those things happen, and it's disappointing, certainly, for him to have it at that moment. A bunch of seniors on this team, so just play this 20-second bit by Coach Alk. This is, uh, he was just asked, how long is this uh, a loss going to linger? You had an absolute answer. Two days. And it's time to get back to work. Actually, probably enjoy it. After one day, we'll get ready for Christmas and get a signing day going on Wednesday and then uh, send our guys home with a workout and get our asses ready to go for uh, the new year and uh, get it ready to attack the 2020 season, which when I say 2020 makes me feel pretty dang old. So there you go. And it's it's funny because, not funny, the, the one group of people that this is miserable for is also the group of people that that you feel the worst for, and that's the senior football players. Because every other person gets to turn around and flip the calendar over and go, let's reload, here we go, you know? But those guys don't. And like you said, we'll talk more about the legacy of this team and what this means and where where we think Montana football stands in the next hour. But it, it's tough for that to be the way that a season comes to a close in a game like that where, you know, it's one thing to just get beat. You know, Austin P just flat out got beat and their coach said as much. Sometimes you just tip your cap. It's another thing to feel like, you know, you didn't play your best. And in some instances, obviously, in some some ways, played some of your worst football, you know, in a special teams moment and some of the the turnovers. So uh, there you go. That is uh, that is where we're at for the Grizzlies who are now out. And it will be Weber State heading to James Madison uh, on uh, to try and make up or redeem themselves from the game a couple years ago, which we'll talk more about later in the week. Next, though, we got to talk about Montana State. Montana State is headed to play North Dakota State after a dominant, a simply dominant 24-10 victory over Austin P at Bobcat Stadium Friday night. We'll hear from Jeff Choate and others right after this. The Montana Football Hour is brought to us by Lithia Ford of Missoula. It's Ford's Built for the holiday sales event going on right now with the Ford of Missoula. You get 0% for 60 months on the 2019 Ford F-150. The Ford F-150 makes tough tasks look easy, whether it's working on the job or heading to the ski hill for the weekend. Additionally, get the 2019 Ford Ranger for 1.9% for 60 months. The Ranger is tested under more extreme conditions than you would likely ever encounter. So set a date for your next adventure. Your Ranger is ready to get you there. Lithia Ford, across from Super Walmart on Brooks, has a huge inventory of new and used cars and trucks. Visit LithiaFordMissoula.com for more information. Search new and used inventory, financing specials, and get yourself in a Lithia Ford today. Lithia Ford is an official sponsor of the Montana Grizzlies and Tutel Nuanas' Montana Football Hour. Hey! You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The Cats move on. The Grizz go home. Here's a little sports news for you. The fifth-seeded Montana State Bobcats stuffed Austin P using bruising offense led by sophomore tailback Isaiah Ifonse and a suffocating defense that, didn't, that did not allow a rushing yard on the way to a 24-10 win Friday night in Bozeman. Ifonse scored a 60-yard touchdown on the third play of the game, ripped off a 38-yard gain to set up Kevin Cass's touchdown reception and finished with an MSU playoff record 196 yards rushing. The Bobcat defense rolled up four sacks and allowed zero rushing yards. Senior Derek Marks had three tackles for loss, including a sack strip that sealed Montana State's first berth in the semifinals of the FCS playoffs since 1984. MSU will play number one North Dakota State in Fargo on Saturday. Montana's season ended Friday in Ogden, Utah. Third seed of Weaver State managed just 113 yards of total offense and just eight first downs, but still emerged with a 17-10 win on a snowy, then rainy night at Stewart Stadium. 
Montana senior quarterback Dalton Sneed threw five interceptions. Weber State's defense rolled up six sacks, including four by senior Adam Rodriguez, and the Wildcats blocked a punt in the Montana end zone for the pivotal score. UM season ends at 10-4. and Weber State into the semifinals for the first time in program history. They will play James Madison on Saturday. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Montana Football Hour presented by Lithia Ford and the Montana State Bobcats are headed for the national semifinal, more specifically headed to Fargo, North Dakota to take on the NDSU Bison. It's Tutel and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway and Missoula Highway 83 and Sealy Online at KurtzPolaris.com. Uh, Coulter, uh, the Montana State Bobcats, outstanding in uh, their game against Austin P. Uh, to outrush an opponent by 279 yards is an impressive feat. Perhaps the more so because Montana State rushed for 279 yards and allowed Austin P zero rush yards net. I mean, that's a stunning, stunning figure to, uh, to imagine. The thing that is maybe most telling to me just statistics-wise about what this defense did, they had four sacks and six additional TFLs, mm-hmm. so 10 total tackles for loss, in a game in which they only had 39 tackles. Yeah. Fully 25%, in fact, more than a quarter of every play that required a tackle was going backwards for Austin P in this football game. So it was, it was as dominant as it could be in really both directions. And frankly, the score in this game was 10-3 at halftime. And that was the one, the only hesitation that you had watching this game for Montana State was you should be up more. And sometimes when you should be up more than what you are, that comes back to bite you. It did not for Montana State. They went out and they just simply dominated in the second half and they gave up one Long, long bomb. Was it in the fourth quarter? It was in the third quarter. Okay, in the third quarter uh, for, for a score. But there, no, you're right. It was a minute into the fourth okay, quarter. Okay, just at the beginning of the fourth quarter. But the one sort of defensive breakdown, and Austin P uh, hit, hit, a, hit a big touchdown. Uh, but outside of really, seriously, that one individual play, it was stem to stern domination by Montana State in, in both directions. Running straight down a team that had a, a, an outstanding run defense coming into this game and, uh, and, and being completely stifling uh, when Austin P had the football. So impressed with how hard Austin P played. Man, their line I mean their linebackers are tough. They fly those inside guys led by Josephus Smith as advertised. Josephus Smith was was fun. It's not often that you say that a nose tackle is fun to well, watch. So, okay, he that's, was okay. so fun. First to of all, watch. we gotta talk about this. We were we were spun a lie. He's not a nose. Well, He's just five eight, two ninety five. They play a four man front. I kept thinking He's not lining up one with the nose. tech, three tech. He, he's playing three tech, and that's yep. a completely different position. And for a guy that short to be able to play it and have multiple gap responsibilities, he got into the backfield too. He is so strong. Yeah. I mean, all I was I was telling uh, somebody that works in Montana State, I was saying, well, if Jeff Cho could just draft one guy off that awesome P team, he would take forty four, so he could take him to Fargo because that's the type of guy yeah. you need in the middle of your yeah. defensive line. And that's another against Chase Benson, who's an All Big Sky player, and Derek Marks too. I just worry about the mass against North Coast State, but we'll get in that later on in the week. Montana State they scored a sixty yard touchdown. Isaiah Fonse did on the third play of the game, uh, and then the rest of the first half. They sort of looked like the Bobcats of the first half of the season before they got that wake-up call. They just kept shooting themselves in the foot. They were making dumb penalties. Well, and, and I thought also trying to do too much. You, they were. You, you, they were clearly able to run the ball. I mean, you break a big one, it's not proof that you can now run the ball. It's proof that it was a good play. But th- they tried to throw the ball or do, you know... A, what you might call in another offense gimmicky stuff. It wasn't gimmicky. It's what they kind of do, but right. it was just like, you don't have to do this. You can just line up and win this football game, but they didn't do that for most of the first half. Yeah, but they, they still were in control. Yes, they were. Austin P didn't get a first down until the game was 25 minutes old. They had three first downs entering the fourth quarter. They ended up with 10. They got seven of them in the fourth quarter, mostly in garbage time. Yep. But, I mean, Montana State was in full control of this game. The second They dominated the third quarter. Two really impressive drives that are all about Afonso. He 
his big uh, his big run set up Kevin Cassis's touchdown catch, which was a spectacular catch. Cassis has rapidly moved. I'm doing our all decade teams right now, and I think I got to put Cassis on there, man. He like he's not gonna have the, the same numbers, but you got to account for the offense that he played on. But he's made so many big catches the last six weeks; it's been crazy. Yeah. So, uh, and then when they're up twenty four three, they I mean, as soon as Austin P had to go into full drop back mode, and they had to completely abandon the run game. It was just game set Done match. Yeah, Montana State's defensive line pure domination. Uh, here we have both coaches, Mark Hudsmith and Jeff Cho. We'll hear from Jeff Cho first. This uh, immediately after the football game. I cannot say enough about our community, our campus community, the community of Bozeman, and the state of Montana. That was a lot of fun. What an unbelievable crowd. What an unbelievable atmosphere. I think this team fed off the energy all night defensively. Man, what a, what a, what a lot of fun that was. And so I uh, just really want to tip my hat. I want to say thank you is what I want to do. I want to say thank you to our administrators that helped to make sure that people that wanted to come to this game could, our community businesses that chipped in, and our community at, a, at large. I mean, just what an awesome environment. And, uh, man, that was worthy of getting us to the semifinals for the first time in 35 years. You know, it's so interesting listening to that, too, Coulter, to contrast that with Sacramento State. When when Sacramento State came to Montana State on homecoming, on the day of the announcement of reaching the goal of, you know, the the, the, the financial goal to be able to, to do the big addition and all that stuff, and then just to get just housed in your own in your own place, and... and Put, have it be a real low note and a little bit embarrassing as well. Yeah, yeah. And w- what he had to say after that to this point where, you know, you could just, everybody's on board, you know, this is the, and, and, uh, and, and congratulations to, to Jeff Chode and to be able to bring everybody in and to grow from that moment to this moment where you're now going to the national semifinal for the first time in 30 years, uh, more than 30, 34 years, five years. Yep. Uh, and, and, and can now, look at all of that stuff that transpired and said, you know, everybody's a part of this, you know, and believe that and, and say thank you to an entire city, to an entire, you know, university that way. And, uh, and, and, and that's cool. It's great for, for him and for Montana state to be able to do that and to be in that position. It was a special crowd too, because it's announced attendance about 14,200. So mm-hmm. well short of a sellout, their second lowest attended game of the year, besides the other playoff game that they had. Yep. But they did this initiative around town where you could buy, t- if you're, anybody anybody out there could buy tickets and give them to somebody else. And so you could give them to somebody specifically, or you could just say, here, I'm buying four tickets. Anybody in the community that might not be able to afford it or just wants to check out a game, you can do it. And they sold thousands of tickets like that. Mm-hmm. And so you had so many people that were there because they absolutely wanted to be there. Yeah. People maybe their first time going to a game or people their first time going to a night game or somebody that you know might not have been able to take their family to a game because it's too expensive or whatever it might be. They were all there. And so even though it was 14,200, it was a rocking crowd. Was, they it had, was a raucous they had, crowd. It they really had, was. I'm actually on the, the sideline for the first quarter, and they had uh, Austin P completely and utterly flustered. Yeah. And uh, it, it was a cool atmosphere. Uh, Friday night in Bozeman. When you lose the way you lose, there's probably only one way to go about it right if you're the opposing head coach. I think Mark Hudspeth did. Here you go. Yeah, I tell you, you know, sometimes sometimes you just tip your hat to your opponent. And um, there's not a lot of excuses to make. Uh, all I can say is uh, Montana State's got an outstanding football team, uh, outstanding home field advantage. Uh, thought they played hard. I thought, uh, I thought our defense, though, gave us a chance to stay in the game. Even though things didn't go well for us early, our kicking game, we kept punting them deep and kept playing good defense, stayed in the game, cut it to 10-3 to right at halftime. And I felt like, hey, we got a chance. We're in the game. And uh, even in the second half, we we uh, gave ourselves a chance. Um, we just couldn't get a lot going offensively due to, to them. Got to give them credit. They had an outstanding defense. I mean, when when it when it goes that way, I don't think there's you know that that's what it is, you know. And 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 congratulations to him and Austin P because they went further than they've ever gone before too. I mean, that's a that's a huge year for them and that team. But they got beat by a better team. Period. And Mark Hesbeth just said as much right there. It's the Montana Football Hour presented by Lithia Ford. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll hear from Jeff Choate a little bit more, more specifically about the game, about his team. We'll also hear from Braden Cockle, who is uh, just a walking soundbite. So we got to play him on the show. You know, it's the way it goes. Uh, boys and girls, 
at the Silver Slipper. It's all about great food, tasty beverages, and their urge to have a good time. Whether you're looking for an affordable family meal or a late-night game of poker, the Silver Slipper has what you're looking for. Right now, the Silver Slipper is your football headquarters, 56 televisions to watch sports on, drink specials every day, a full liquor store, Tarantino's Pizzeria. The Silver Slipper has all you need to watch your favorite games, plus the friendliest staff in town. Also, get your ugly sweaters ready for this Wednesday night, December 18th. It's Trivia Night and the Slipper's Ugly Christmas Sweater Party. Prizes for group and individual. That's Wednesday night at the Silver Slipper. For more info, visit thesilverslipperlounge.com. Stop by today. See why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets across the street from Super Walmart on Brooks. Got it. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. If it matters to Missoula, it matters to us. Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez on 102.9 ESPN Radio. Welcome back. It's Tutel Nuanez, 102.9 ESPN Radio. We continue in the Montana Football Hour presented by Lithia Ford of Missoula. Broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, online at KurtzPolaris.com. Coulter, uh, again, an outstanding win for Montana. 196 rush yards for Isaiah Afonso in this football game. Had a 60-yard touchdown, as you said, on the uh, third play of the game, which really set the tone. But uh, 198 yards on 26 carries, and again, 279 yards total for the team. Logan Jones, 59 yards uh, uh, rushing in this one on 13 carries. So, uh, uh, really, Montana State able to do whatever they wanted. And they now find themselves in a position that they and maybe they're the only ones in the country wanted to be in, which is going to Fargo to play North Dakota State. And, uh, you know, the the never again and the, you know, the, the beat down, the demolition that they took last year in the playoffs. 52-10, was that right, the final last year? 52-10. Uh, and and what they'll be able to to try and do in the opportunity that it is there. And I think that they, they are maybe the one team that views this as such a glorious opportunity at redemption as opposed to, an opportunity, but an uphill sled in the whole thing and all the narrative and that, that comes along with it. But let's hear from Jeff Choate talking about the seniors, uh, in particular Derek Marks uh, as well. You want to say something? Go ahead. Derek Marks, first of all, has elevated his legend among the Bobcat faithful as much as any kid I've seen mm-hmm. when you talk about coming down the stretch. This is a guy that's six foot one and a half, two hundred and forty-five, two hundred and fifty pounds. He'd be small for a D end, let alone D tackle. And he is a starter as a true freshman. He then tries to play buck. He tries to play strong eye. He tries to play all these different spots. He's basically like the utility man backing up Tyrone Fanono, backing up Bryce Dirk, getting numbers, but he's not a starter, even though he should be. And then he gets to his senior year and he says, oh, we need a defensive tackle. Okay, that's fine. I'll go play some defensive tackle. Now here he is. He's got 18 tackles for a loss. <laughs> he's an animal. And he is the – you talk about complexity of scheme. He's the guy that makes the whole thing go. When you watch Montana State, they do so many line games. They run so many stunts. That's almost all improvisation. That's almost all feeling it out. And he's the guy who's the the one who feels it all out. And then says, all right, sir, I'm going to go here. You go here. And not only the 18 titles for us, he's the dude who gets all the rest of these guys loose for production-wise. And so for him to come off the edge and sack Javon Craig and strip the ball to seal the game, 
kid from Belgrade, Montana. What a story. And it's so awesome that he's getting to ride it out because, uh, you know, you, you always wonder. That so, uh, one of any adult, their greatest regrets is not living in the moment when you're a kid. You always regret, man, I wish I would have appreciated that more. There's like only a couple guys I've ever known that are truly soaking it up while it's happening, and he <laughs> is one of them. And I love it. I love how happy it makes him. But, Cho, you know, Chota's talked a lot about these seniors, and he got he, he got pretty emotional. Yeah, he did. There you go, Jeff Cho. He's a legend, man. Bobcat legend, Derek Marks, no doubt about it, in more ways than one. And so uh, that's just one of many plays that I think the Bobcat faithful for, will remember for a long time. It's got to be a special thing for him being a local young man from Belgrade. And um, I, uh, um, I just have a lot of affection for this group. You know, and, and this group of seniors is very special to me, and I, I think it's awesome that these guys get to experience something like this. I think that I've been really trying to think of how to articulate this next point for for a while now, but it's impossible to say Montana State is better without Troy Anderson, but they are because when you have Troy Anderson, you have to make it about him. You have to. He's the best player in the conference, maybe the best player in the country. You have to figure out a way to put him in a position to make plays, whether it's on defense, offense, or both. Without him, you don't have to. So you can fully play team football. And it's not to say Trainers is not a team player. He can fully play within the scope of a scheme. But you have to put a focus on him. And he has to be a star. He has to be. They have a no-star system, and everybody wants it. They all cultivate it. But because of it, you can't focus on one guy. And I think that some of the times, I mean, they, <laughs> snapping Troy Anderson's ball behind that offensive line and just getting out the way is a pretty good strategy against most of the teams you're going to play. Yeah. It's a great way to win eight or nine games like they did last year. But when you got to go play NDSU, you got to go play Austin P. you got to go play in the playoffs. It's It gives the other teams such, I mean, who can stop Troy Anderson? North Dakota State can. Right. And now I think it gives them a puncher's chance when they go to Fargo because – you never know where they're going to come from. They got so many dudes playing at their top. Now level. that you've said all that, though, any chance Troy Anderson does go in Fargo? That's an interesting point. But um, Jeff Choate talked about just the team effort, the team element. And I think it's so crucial to, to where they're at now, which is historic heights uh, in the Jeff Choate era and uh, period in the last generation. This is a team. This is a team. No one individual makes this thing go. Uh, I said it during the course of the week, but we've had guys. I mean, Daniel Hardy did a pretty good job tonight. You know, and made some huge plays for us. Uh, Ty Okada, that guy stepped up over and over. Lavelle Price stepped in, and and so you know, it doesn't matter if it's on offense, defense, special teams. We've had a lot of guys go down through the course of the year, um, and uh, and I think our depth and the commitment that these young men have to each other is really what has pushed us forward. Uh, it's funny, you know, when you talk about the stats here. Uh, Pat Walker for Austin P. Beast. 14 tackles. He's a beast. In this game. That guy plays so hard. John Bryant had 10 tackles. But you know what? Austin P. had to tackle a Montana State ball carrier 68 times. Montana State had to tackle an Austin P. ball carrier almost half that. And so the most... <laughs> Callahan O'Reilly led the team with six tackles. You go, well, that wasn't that great. Well, yeah, it was. They didn't even, because they were getting off the field so quick. Point being, Derek Marks in a game where there's only 39 tackles to account for. Had five, three of which were for loss, one of which was a sack, also had a forced fumble, also had a pass breakup from his nose position. So, you know, when it, to, to, to go full circle and close the loop on Derek Marks, pretty impressive day. I don't want to go on the tackles tangent right now, but it's just such an arbitrary stat because you can get 20 tackles in a game without any of them being of any sort of good result. You can get 20 tackles in a game 10 yards down the field. We saw it happen in Bozeman. Uh, So regardless, but when when you talk about so much of what star players are is how much they take away time from the other team because they have to prepare for them, right? Mm -hmm. How much do they scare the opponent? How much time are you going to waste on Troy Anderson preparing for him? So that's one part. But the other part is just production, straight-up production, right? And if you're going to get the production, I mean, Isaiah Fonse has walked in and rushed for more yards than they could ever even imagine with Troy Anderson, the amount of touches that they were giving him. They basically traded Anderson for Fonse when he came off his injury and, and Troy Anderson was basically out. 
So you've you've exceeded your 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 production offensively, and then you look at Daniel Hardy, who's a kid that Choke just mentioned. I mean, the kid has a tackle for loss in four games in a row. He's got three sacks. So if you were expecting to get a sack and two tackles for loss out of Troy Anderson, you're getting it out of Daniel Hardy. So you know, again, you could, it's hard to say that Troy Anderson is not such an important part of their team as a captain and their most talented player and all that. But they've done more than an adequate job of replacing him, and they, in certain ways it makes them even tougher to yeah. beat. Uh, Braden Cockle, he had a couple of words to say after this game, specifically about his front seven and boredom. I mean, our D-line, our front seven, I mean, they're so good that it's almost sometimes boring as a safety because you just you don't really get a lot of tackles. But, I mean, it definitely helps us. I mean, it, it really helps our defense. So. Brandon Cockle did have an interception in this game. Should have had two, but uh, the old this is why you play defense adage probably applied on that first one, which hit him right in the bread basket and couldn't hold on in the first quarter. Uh, as it turned out, it didn't matter too much. But Montana State, now an opportunity to go on the road to Fargo, take on North Dakota State, and I think this is going to be a great, great football game. I'm excited to, 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 to look at this, to start to analyze it, to talk about it, and we will uh, we will get as many people in here to talk about this game through the week as we possibly can. It's Montana Football Hour. In the books is presented by Lithia Ford of Missoula. We will talk more uh, about uh, football, specifically the uh, the legacy of this Grizzly football team now that the season is over uh, in the next hour. But at the top of the hour next, Mike Dugar, our buddy from The Athletic. He covers the Seahawks for The Athletic. Seattle, a, uh, a, a win yesterday. Uh, it looked like it was going to be a big win, then it turned into a small win, but nonetheless a 30-24 victory over Carolina uh, to get to 11 wins on the season. Season and now back in first place thanks to a San Francisco loss to the Atlanta Falcons. So we'll talk to Mike Dugar about that. And also, by the way, Josh Gordon suspended indefinitely today uh, for PEDs and uh, a, a drug violation, substance abuse violation, uh, according to the league rules. And so he is no longer a member of the Seahawks. And you got to think his days as an NFL football player are also done. We'll go through all that next with Mike Dugar. Hey, at the Silver Slipper, it's all about great food, tasty beverages, and their urge to have a good time. Whether you're looking for an affordable family meal or a late night game of poker, the Silver Slipper has what you're looking for. Right now, Silver Slipper is your football headquarters. 56 televisions to watch sports on, drink specials every day, a full liquor store, Tarantino's Pizzeria. The Silver Slipper has all you need to watch your favorite games and the friendliest staff in town. Plus, Wednesday... Get your ugly sweaters ready. That's right. Wednesday night is the ugly sweater party. They have trivia night and the ugly sweater uh, Christmas party. Prizes for group and the individuals on the ugly sweater there at the Silver Slipper on Wednesday. Visit the Silver SilverSlipperLounge.com for more info and stop by today. See why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best kept secrets across the street from Super Walmart on Brooks. Hey. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 